are you all doing? Good, good. Hope you've been enjoying our series, I've Decided on Discipleship. It's been so great. I've been loving the conversation. Um, for me, I keep thinking of Mary when she sat at the feet of Jesus and just how controversial that was, that she would stop and she would sit and she would position herself as a student of Jesus, going against cultural norms and gender norms. And, and I think for us, like I, for me personally, I, I love that and I, and I want that to be me. I want to be Mary. And I know that in my life, there'll be Marthas that will want me to be, make it about something else. <laughs> but Jesus said these words, Mary has chosen what is better. And it's to sit at His feet, to look to Him as teacher and to become His disciple. It's been so great going on this discipleship journey. We've learnt lots. And, and today I actually want to speak to our identity. Um, my message today is called A Visible Disciple in an Invisible Kingdom. I, my Oma, my Opa, they came over from Holland after the Second World War and um, my Oma spoke no English and, and they had my dad over here. And so when, by the time I was born and a part of this family, you know, they, they knew English and they were, you know, going along pretty well within um, this new culture and new landscape. But it was definitely evident that they were from a different place. <laughs> I would go from my one side of the family, the Kiwi farmers, and then I'd go to the other side of the family, the Dutch side, and it was evident that, that it was different. <laughs> and every time something weird or strange would happen, we'd go, well, it's just the Dutch, they're from a different place. Well, Paul, he often spoke that he was a citizen of heaven and that the ways that he would go about himself and the words that he would speak, they were, they were different from the culture around him because he identified that he was part of the citizen. He was part of heaven. He was a citizen of heaven. That's where he was from. That's who he is. That's where he belongs. And I don't think that we can truly grow and mature as disciples of Jesus unless we identify that we are part of the Kingdom of God, that we are a living, breathing, active part of a very real but invisible Kingdom here on this earth. Jesus was, He would minister from town to town and He would do the same few things. He would proclaim that the Kingdom of God is near and He would heal the sick, like Tony said, and He would set people free from demons. He would deliver them. He would set anybody that was oppressed free and He would always bring the same message. The Kingdom of God has drawn near. There was one town and they were so enjoying Jesus' teaching and His presence and His healing. And so when He went to move on, they were like, don't go, stay. And I mean, imagine if He went around from church to church, if He came here and was teaching, ministering, we'd be doing the same, right? Don't go, stay with us. But Jesus said, I must preach the good news of the Kingdom in other towns too, because that is why I was sent. That's why I was sent. So as His disciples, we go, man, this is an important message. That He was sent to proclaim the Kingdom of God, that it had drawn near. 
What did he mean that when he would enter a new place and say, the kingdom of God has drawn near, this is the good news? Well, he meant that primarily it has drawn near because the kingdom of God was within him. So when he would draw near to people, the kingdom of God would draw near to them too. And people could see this. This is why he had so many followers because as people draw near to him and they heard his words and they saw the way he lived and they observed his ways and they saw the life, they went, I wanna be a disciple of that. I wanna be part of that kingdom. And so they followed him. And those that followed him and that stayed the course, those that didn't leave, over time, what happened is that their very ordinary life became very attractive, ordinary lives. Because after following Jesus for a while and learning the ways of His kingdom, they were full of peace, they were full of grace, they were full of joy, they were full of the power of the Holy Spirit. So then as they drew near to people, just like their rabbi, people would feel that the kingdom of God had drawn near to them too, through his disciples. And that's what he wants for us. That's what he wants for us. He wants us to live within the life-giving force of his kingdom so that like him, when we draw near to others, by the way we live, by the way we speak, by the posture in which we carry ourselves, we proclaim the kingdom of God. And if we can truly do that, it's not just words. And then people go, I wanna be a part of that too. Dallas Willard said it like this. He said that when others not only hear the content of it, he's talking about the good news, but also see how we live it and present it, they say, I want that. I wanna be a disciple of Jesus. I want to become a disciple of Jesus. I want to be one of His students learning how to live in the kingdom of God now as He lives in the kingdom of God. Maybe that resonates with you as it resonates with me, that I wanna be one of His students learning how to live in the kingdom of God as He, Jesus, lives in the kingdom of God. So what is the kingdom of God? It's God's active reign. It's His active reigning. It's when what He says goes. Um, it is your kingdom come, so His kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I've heard it said like this, that your kingdom come where your will is done on earth as it is in heaven. That's it. It's when His ways become our ways. That's His kingdom coming. It's when His principles are applied, His kingdom's coming. It's when His truth is the truth. That's His kingdom come. And when He is worshipped as the King of kings, His kingdom come. But every kingdom has a rule, every kingdom has a reign, every kingdom has a way. There's a way of doing things, there's a rule. And sometimes kingdoms are so far out of our world that, um, that maybe using family and homes is easier to grasp. So think of it like homes. Every home has different rules, right? Like some houses you can see, they're shoes off houses. Some houses are shoes on houses. 
In some houses, um, you know, you always pray before a meal. In others, you might pray afterwards or every now and then. Some houses, you are not allowed to say that certain thing. In other houses, you can, you know. It's, there are different house rules. We have house rules, probably just like you all. You know, um, we, we do pray, but sometimes it is mid-meal. <laughs> It's because everybody starts, it's, uh, it's a work in progress, that one. Um, you know, like no eating and drinking in the lounge, that, that's a rule. Like everyone chip in, um, that's a rule. Um, hanging up your wet towels and togs, oh my gosh. It's a rule. But it's a rule that keeps getting broken. So currently what I'm doing is I've been taking photos of all the unacceptable things and I'm putting together a slideshow of unacceptable things. And I can't wait to sit them all down and go through just one by one. Like who, who sat down, ate an apricot and just went and just spat the pip and left the pip? Who is it? <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Joel, if that's you, you know. <laughs> I mean, the kingdom of heaven, it has rules too. Always forgive. Let love be your highest goal in everything. Take the road of humility. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Resist the urge to judge. Be thankful. Lean away from guilt, fear, shame. Lean right into peace, joy, hope. Be generous. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Trust God in everything and with everything. Relate with other believers as family. Seek His kingdom above all else. Love your neighbour as yourself. These are some of the rules of the kingdom. So if I want to live in this invisible kingdom, I know what to do, right? I know that if someone hurts me, I must forgive and I must pray blessing over them because that's what it means to live in the kingdom. That is the rules for living here. You know, the whole reason we even have rules in our households is so that the people within it will flourish, right? Like I think if my kids actually listened to me, <laughs> like if they actually had less screen time, if they had healthier food, if they had earlier bedtimes, if they helped the chores with a great attitude, if they forgave each other right away, if they said sorry and meant it, if they didn't retaliate, they would be healthier, happier humans. You know, I know there are other parents out there, you're like, yeah, they would. It would, they'd be flourishing, right? And if Joel and I in our limited, you know, in our human parenting could create a rule where our children could flourish, how much more so our Father in heaven? How much more so our Lord Jesus Christ? So the kingdom reign, His rules is set there so that if we would obey them, if we would come under His reign, we would experience an inner flourishing like we have never known before. Our Father loves us. He, has, he is abundant in power and wisdom. He knows intimately the human condition and He gave us some rules to follow and to come under and to embrace as our own so that we would flourish from the inside out. So the towel thing kept on happening. I tried getting angry. 
didn't work. I tried just talking to them just one by one. I even tried like a little bit of the guilt. Like it just hurts my heart. (laughs) Nothing. One day I was so over it that I got a big coloured piece of paper and a vivid and I wrote a note on it and I stuck it up on the wall and it says... (laughs) For every towel, wet towel and item of clothing, and wet item of clothing that is, that I find on the floor, you will have 30 minutes of jobs per item. Wow, found the right motivation, didn't I? All of a sudden, the towels are being hung up. They can do it. And I think this is what we need to do as disciples. We need to move. Our, our, our motivation needs to mature the motivation for why we live in the kingdom needs to mature. So we don't, so that we move from wanting to live, you know, these kingdom rules because the opposite just kind of sucks. Like I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the consequences of not living under the reign of Jesus. And so, yeah, I better do it or, or, or doing it because others say that you should and you kind of feel that pressure. It's about discipleship and maturing in discipleship is about maturing in our motivation. That it's not that, that, but that it's Jesus, I love your ways. And I know and I recognise that your ways bring life. And I wanna, I wanna reap a harvest of inner health and healing. And so I wanna take, I wanna take your ways as my own and embrace them as my own. It's being disciples saying, I long, Jesus, to be taught by you day by day how to live under your rule and your reign. That would be my greatest desire. So how do we as disciples, how do we enter the kingdom each day? If we wanna live there, that's where life is. How do we enter it each day? Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added to you. Matthew 7 7 Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Seeking is how we enter the kingdom of God. We do not mature beyond seeking. Seeking is a daily thing. What does it mean to think? To seek means to look, doesn't it? To look for something or to look for someone. It's about looking for God. It's saying, God, today, where are you? What what are you trying to do today, God? It might be saying, God, what are you asking of me here? You might ask yourself, how would Jesus' teaching invite me to look at the situation? How would your word, Jesus, show me how to act? That's seeking the kingdom, seeking His rule. So if seeking is how we enter, how do we remain? How do we remain there? It's obedience. If, If His kingdom come where His will is done, it's obedience to His word. It's obedience to the way of Jesus. And when we are obedient to His way, we get to remain in the place of peace and love and joy, the place where life is, the place that fuels us with grace, the place that is like a greenhouse for our soul. 
in a greenhouse. You might have like a backyard and then imagine and there's plants growing out there and they look good. But I tell you, the ones in the greenhouse, oh, they're flourishing. They go quicker, stronger, they're healthier. As we live in the kingdom, as we obey His rule, that's what it's like. It's like our soul being in a greenhouse. We want to stay there, right? That's where flourishing is. Obedience is how we remain. But we have an enemy of our soul and our enemy does not want our flourishing. Our enemy does not want us to remain in kingdom living. We kind of have, we have three enemies of our soul. We've got the devil, we've got the flesh, we've got the world. Each of these will test your commitment to remain living within the kingdom of God on a daily basis, probably. And sometimes just life's ups and downs will test us and test our commitment to remain living under the kingdom rule. I think there's nothing like grief, like betrayal, like a really heavy depression or even success to to really test your resolve to remain living under the kingdom rule. And these things, they can lure us out of the kingdom. They can. And often we don't even realise that we're following them. It's deceptive. I think of a time in my life when, when fear was really leading me outside of the kingdom living. So fear, we can feel afraid and still follow Jesus, but when fear really takes root, you can't follow both fear and Jesus at the same time. And you know it's really taken root when you start to hear it in your words, you start to see it in the way that you make decisions. And so for me, fear had really taken root. And at one point I was feeling just like I was so lacking in the peace and the joy and all of these things that come from a life centred in Jesus and I didn't understand. And I said, God, where are you and where am I? And the Holy Spirit speaks to me in pictures and like every picture I get, I always want to make sure it, 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 it is um, consistent with the Word of God and consistent with what He speaks And he gave me this picture and it just helped me so much. And so I just wanted to share it with you because it might help you too. So the picture that I had when I was in this place of feeling like, oh, I'm just lacking, you know, all of those good things that you you have, they're fruits of the Spirit, fruits of living with God. And so the picture I had was that I was outside the city walls And I knew that the city walls was the holy city. It was the city of God um, where Jesus reigns. And the gate was open, but I had wandered out of that gate and I was outside the city walls and I had followed a figure out there. And I knew um, at that time um, that the figure that I had followed out was fear because you can't follow both fear and Jesus at the same time. Fear needs to come under the reign of Jesus and must submit to Jesus. So it's okay to feel afraid, but every time you do, you take that fear and you make it submit to Jesus Um, because he reigns over it. But that's not what I had been doing at that time. It had kind of really taken over. And so I was outside the city walls. And and so I was like, I don't want to be here. (laughs) I want to be back in there where 
where there's peace and where there's power. And I wanna be back in there where love casts out fear. I wanna be back under your covering and in your presence. And so I, in my, the picture I had, I spoke to the fear and I said, I will follow you no longer. And I entered back into my, my home, into my inheritance. And I share that with you because sometimes without realising it, we can leave our spiritual home and we can follow certain things outside of the kingdom realm. And I found that the more I became aware of it, the more I was seeking His kingdom and the more I I was repenting and turning back and and entering back in the more I quickly realised when I was walking out. I hope that picture makes sense to you. Psalm 116. This became the psalm that I would say over and over. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. So every time I felt myself outside of the reign of Jesus, every time I was resistant to forgive or to pray a blessing or, you know, just to humble myself, I'd go return on my soul to my place of rest, to His kingdom. Can you recognise in your life where and when you may have left home? Is there something in your life that, can lead you away from Jesus? Is there an enemy that is drawing you out? Return home. Return home to your place of rest. See, I love this picture because our discipleship journey is not a perfect one. It is not a perfect one. It's full of mistakes. It's full of temptations. It's full of distractions, of lies, of disappointments. We live in a culture, we've got an enemy, we've got our flesh. All of these try to draw us out from coming under the reign of Jesus. And so I loved this picture because it's just about going, no, it's all right, I'll return. I'll return, I'll come under. And this is why it's so important, guys, that your identity is as a citizen of heaven. This is why it is so important that your identity is part of the kingdom of God, that you know that you know that you know that that is your home and that when you come under the reign of Jesus, that that is where your home. It's so important that that's our identity because that's where you're gonna keep going if that is your identity. This is what Paul said. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner of the good news about Christ. Then when I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Isn't that beautiful? I'm gonna finish with Matthew 11, the words of Jesus. He said, come to me, all of you who are weary and who carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. 
Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Jesus was speaking liberation to a people who were weighed down under a tremendous, heavy religious burden. And He came to to free them from that, to liberate them from the weight of this heavy religious burden. And I just wanted to say to any one of you here that as I read the kingdom rules or when you think about how big it is and how much you fall short and how much in your life needs to be reordered and adjusted to live under the reign of the kingdom of God, I wanna say to you at ease, don't feel burdened. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He is so, such a good Father that He teaches us just one thing at a time. And with Him, never apart from Him, but with Him and empowered by His grace. I'll read you another quote from Dallas. He said, what is the yoke of Christ? Well, this language refers to the oxen in Jesus' day, and it can refer to horses or other animals. It speaks of two animals being yoked together to pull a load. To be in the yoke with Christ is to pull His load with Him. What is His load? It is to bring the reign of God into ordinary human life. That is why He came the way He did, lived the way He did, and died the way He did. In the midst of a world of ordinary human life, He was pulling the load of bringing the Kingdom of God into ordinary human life. That was His message and His message was to everyone. So when we're yoked with Christ and we're continually with Him in His presence and in His Kingdom, as we walk with Him in any situation, to our homes and to our workplaces, wherever you go, you are pulling the load with Christ, bringing the Kingdom of God with you. So that like Jesus, when people draw near to you, they go, wow, there's something about the way. They are. I wanna know more about that. I believe that's what it is to be a visible disciple in an invisible kingdom. And I tell you what, wherever there is a genuine heart to seek after Jesus and to learn His ways and to embrace them as your own, Jesus rushes to help that soul and empower it with His Holy Spirit. I'd love to pray with all of you as we continue on our journey of discipleship. We thank You, Jesus, for Your Kingdom reign. We thank You, Lord, that in Your wisdom, You show us how to live so that we could flourish from the inside out. Jesus, we love that what You're doing in this world is bringing the good news of Your Kingdom, just as You did when You walked this earth. So Lord, would You help us to primarily see our identity as part of Your Kingdom that we are citizens of heaven. And though it might not be understood by all, we know where our home is. 
Empower us, Holy Spirit. Teach us, Jesus, one thing at a time. Help us, Lord, to remain living in Your Kingdom, that greenhouse for our soul. Just pray for any blockages now, that You would reveal them to us, Holy Spirit, so that we can deal to them. Lord, any sin that just feels too hard, like we'll never overcome it, I invite Your grace. I invite Your love. May it overwhelm, may it cast out fear. May it kick shame in the butt. We invite You, Lord. We honour You. We bless You. You are the King of our Kingdom. Amen.